You're listening to She Well Read. Get ready to be part of a community that is dedicated to helping you become the most well-read version of yourself through reading. On this show, we hope to bring people together through shared experiences and provide a platform that promotes reading as a source of self-care while increasing your knowledge on various topics. Thanks for being here and let's get on to the show. Hey, well-read baddies. Welcome to another episode of She Well Read. I'm Alana. I'm Samra. And everything's trash. Um, <laughs> still. 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 I don't know why. It's like the universe. As I saw somewhere the other day. It was like everything's in retrograde, so that's why. Some's going on, and I, I do think it's retrograde. I don't know what else is going on. Some. Something's happening. Like... Because it has been a lot. It has been a lot. So we're back again. Hopefully we won't. We're going to, we're going to, this is it. Like after this, it's going to be, we yeah. in here. Yeah. There's not going to be any more just no audio. No more hiccups. Knock on wood. Um, so today, okay. First few topics for coffee break. Um, but before we get to coffee break, shout out corner, follow us everywhere at She Well Read. Watch us on YouTube at She Wall Red. Yes. Super excited about that. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube, t-shirts, partnerships, bookshops. You know the drill. Also, scary stories. We're still taking scary stories at SheWillRed at gmail.com. So send those in and let's get into the coffee break. Y'all, I'm still getting I, this mouse, me and this mouse. We are going to have... Ooh, is it coming along? It's coming slowly, but she's coming. She's scrolling. Period. Okay, so first I wanted to talk about the Emmys and oh. the absolute black girl magic that we saw. Love to see it. Which, speaking of Ab- Abbott Elementary starts today. Yeah. I'm so excited for the new season. Like, last Me season, too. I was weak every episode. I, I like, it, I feel like we, talk, we talked about this a little bit, but I feel like I wasn't, like, laughing out loud until like a few episodes in the usual right but now that they've kind of set up the whole scenario mm-hmm. and we can get some more character development i'm mm-hmm. very excited yeah we're getting 22 episodes <gasps> period <laughs> i didn't know that <laughs> yeah so we got I'm a full happy. season order babe those 30 minute shows just go they so go so fast. yeah so i i need 22 yeah we need 22 of those 30 minutes <laughs> yeah oh yeah um but like cheryl lee ralph quinta win like it was all just so iconic it and was a night for black women lizzo she's halfway to an egot now oh shit yeah wait what did she win for she got it for she has an amazon prime show which i've been meaning to watch you know that yeah because i saw it on tiktok I at first the big girl the big girl her backup dancer i've gotta watch that same amazon same. prime you say mm-hmm. okay i will be looking into that yeah That's uh and i just love the fact that Issa Rae she got interviewed again i think it was laverne cox who did her interview and she was like, who are you rooting for tonight? You know, you have that famous thing. The last time you were at Emmys, you were rooting for everybody black. And she said, and I'm still rooting for everybody black. <laughs> I love Issa. I know. It, so us cool. working with Issa Rae. Issa. Issa. <laughs> Listen, let's make it happen. She's so busy with like rap shit and yeah. have you watched rap shit? other projects. Yes. Isn't and- it so good? I like binged the whole thing in one night. Did you really? Yeah. You're not even a bingey girl. It was really my boyfriend <laughs> who was like, "We have to watch another one, and another <laughs> and one, and another one." It was another one of those thirty minute ones too. Though. It was. So yeah. it was easy. It was like a very like four. It was honestly like four hours. Yeah, it's front to say. back because it's only like eight up. <laughs> Back. It's only like eight episodes. I was sad, but you know, I guess like that's how it goes. It's like mm-hmm. they set it up. Yeah. We were like, this is like City Girls. No. Applied. Yeah, they had a hand in it, I think, in the production. Uh, yeah, JT's mm-hmm. a producer, I think. Is she? Re- I, I forgot to like confirm this, but I she might like be right. I, it was one of them I saw in the credits. Oh, per. Which I was like, okay, cool. Because I was like, she kind of just like. Right, you're like watching and you're like, wait, this Miami JT? Scamming and everything. I was like, the this is scheme. very much. It's a dude. It's game. It's game. If y'all haven't listened Fire. to that yet, you've got to go check it out on wherever you listen to music. That song is so catchy and good. Yeah. Yeah, bar. So we love to see it. Um, next, I wanted to talk about, because I realized I hadn't mentioned it on the show, at least, 
that I got accepted into the TikTok Small Black Business Creator Program. Yes, Lana. I mean, you are a TikTok queen. I try. She has been all on top of it, like from from the beginning to now and i'm just now kind of like okay yeah i've got <laughs> ideas too i know i thought i was like oh this helps this is great <laughs> yeah it's not like three ideas but everything else is like straight from her mind you know there's a lot going on in there listen i live on tiktok so i might as well make it work for us i mean i have no complaints <laughs> It's fine with me. Keep going. (laughs) I encourage it. But I wanted to say that there are like, we got chosen, our cohort got chosen from like like thousands of entries and there's only about like 350 of us, I think. Oh my God. Uh, Wow. Yeah. So it's really awesome. And I've been slowly but surely following all of the people that I can find on TikTok in the cohort. So if you go to our TikTok uh, at Shewell Red and go to our following, you'll find tons of black businesses in there that we're following from like all different types of industries. Like there's snacks, there's, you know, wellness and beauty. So yeah, go check them out and follow us on TikTok at Shewell Red. Yeah. Um, so super excited about that. Okay. Last thing before I get a little deep in here. Oh. Was I wanted to, there's this new, Spotify has really been on it recently. They have, audio, they have audiobooks now. You're their biggest fan. I am. They need to sponsor us at this point because I am their biggest fan. Spotify's <laughs> show produced by Isla Ray. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I needed a minute to like set into the universe. <laughs> She said pause for dramatic pause effect. Pause for dramatic effect. Um, but yeah, they have audiobooks now that you can get oh. through Spotify and listen on Spotify. It's really making it to where they're like a one-stop shop at that's, this point. That is, that's a game changer. Isn't it? Because I don't listen to audiobooks mostly because it's just not convenient. And I know I just have to download one app. Mm-hmm. And like once I set it up, it'd probably be super easy. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why. It's like one of those things I've been meaning to do for probably over a year now. Yeah. And I've never, I just haven't done it. But it's yeah. like, like recommended or something. Yeah. Like in what you already, like Spotify. I always I'm use Spotify. There. I'm already there. Right. So it just makes so much sense. And I think this is a really good business move on their part, personally. I'm here for it. I would like to, um, like, give everybody the access to have video on Spotify. Oh, yeah. I think they're rolling it. I think they're slowly rolling it out. Because, you know, Spotify bought Anchor. So that's why the Anchor people are able to do that and we're not just yet. But I think they're slowly. Like, Spotify is really trying to be, like, everything in one. But they're doing it in a way that makes sense, unlike Instagram trying to be TikTok. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Shots fired. (laughs) Keep Instagram, Instagram. Like, I feel like that's a movement at this point. It is. <laughs> um, okay. But I'm going to get deep with y'all. Oh, God. Real quick. I haven't even talked to you about this. Okay. What's going well, on? Kind of. Okay. So, truth moment. Okay. Being very vulnerable right here. Okay. But I have been really depressed. I know. I t- trigger warning. <laughs> Hold on. You should have told me to like. I'm sitting down, so it's fine. But yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for your honesty. Yeah. I want to say candor because isn't that like honesty and um, like strength or something? Uh, I read girl, those books me. back in the day. <laughs> Did you read those books? It was like Divergent, and they had like a, I didn't even read it. You didn't read those? Mm-hmm. It was like kind of the last of that era. That area of like sagas. Of saga. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like the whole. Anyway, there was a um a co- not me saying a cohort, <laughs> but basically it's like little communities or tribes, and they were all based on a certain characteristic that mm-hmm. you all had. So one of them was like daring or something like that, and they were just a bunch of like motorcycle riders and skateboarders and like. More, yeah, more intense stuff than like that fit too. the description. Yeah, so they were all that, and then there was one that was called Candor, and I think they were just all like about honesty and stuff, mm, being open and honest. Okay, Candor. I'm adding it to my- too. Oh, because okay. I feel that a lot of people deal with depression during this time. Mm-hmm. I feel like even I have been having a few like 
moments mm-hmm. where I'm like, this is giving depression. It's giving dark, sad girl energy. It's a, yeah, it's <laughs> like I haven't been taking care of myself that well. Mm-hmm. And I have been going through it. So yeah. I feel like whenever I'm stressed, I do. I'm like the I'm the first thing to like drop off my to-do mm-hmm. list, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because everything else, it's like due dates, timelines, da-da-da. But like. There's no, like, there's no one, like, holding me accountable for, like, taking care of myself. Yeah. And so I I, I just want to say, you know, thank you for sharing. It, it makes me feel seen a little bit because yeah. I feel, feel, you know, it's kind of weird. It is weird. It's that, like you said, it's kind of that transition from, like, summer to fall. And mm-hmm. fall is very much a season of I don't want to call it a season of depression, but it is more likely, right, because it's getting darker outside Mm -hmm. and just like the whole vibe of the season is a little dark and off and you start to feel those changes. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I've been depressed for like a couple weeks now and I think I'd been fighting the feeling like being like, no, like this is not the time. Like, I don't have time for this. (laughs) Not you saying. You like, no. No. <laughs> it's like coming up. Wait, yeah. we're gonna do a TikTok because I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking of our TikTok where you're where I'm sitting on the couch like about to relax. Uh-huh. And then oh, and then curry up. up. I mean, we need Not to do that for the fall because I know literally it relate. It's like Hello. It's like go away. No, literally. And I had been doing the, you know, doing the whole like, no, this is not happening. Like, we're just going to keep pushing forward. But I had really started to see how it was affecting like me and how I was doing things. And, you know, when you're, well, you might not know because I learned this in therapy this week. Okay. When you're depressed or you get triggered, Mm -hmm. there's this part, like the part of your brain where the trigger happens is so big and vast that like, when it happens and when you are triggered, it trickles down into everything else in your life. Like not even that one area of the trigger, like whatever the situation was that made you be triggered. Yeah. It affects everything. And so I was trying to figure out, I was like, okay, I'm a little depressed right now. And it's it's probably about this one thing. But I'm like, but why is it affecting everything else that I'm trying to do? Um, and that's why. Yeah. Uh, so that's I had put off therapy for like a week because I was just so busy. And I was like, uh, like, there. I did the silly girl thing of being like, oh, therapy's not going to help. She did not just say that. <laughs> she did it. She did it. <laughs> that was her own body being your op. She was. And I literally went to therapy and was like, I wish I had done this. I wish I had come last week. Damn. Uh, just because it's that thing that we talk about therapy that it helps so much more than you think it is. Mm. Like, I thought I would take, you know, a little, like, feel a little better and be able to get through the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like it unlocked so much in me that I was like, wow, I did not realize that's what was happening. Because the trigger that I've been going through is one where during that time uh, of that situation, mm-hmm. I was feeling a lot of, like, self-doubt and, like, I wasn't doing enough. I wasn't worth it. I was, like, failing, basically. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And so then anything good that's been happening or, or, like, one, like, bad thing that's really not a bad thing, it's, like, one door closes, another one opens, I can't see it like that, and I'm seeing it as I'm failing. Oh, yeah, you can't get past that. hmm Gotcha. And so once I went to therapy and really talked it out with my therapist, like, she she does that thing, I love it, is she's like, so how does it make you feel? And, like, she already knows the answer. Oh. And then she lets me talk it out, and I'm like, oh, I have this aha moment, and she's like, yep. Right there. She's so good. She's so good. Shout out to Dr. Griffin. And she knows your ass. And she knows me. I've been going to her for almost three years now. And so, so that's why she's like, let me just let you get there. Mm-hmm. I feel like you do that to me sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> like when you know somebody, it's really easy to do that. But it's like you can't do it you to you. Yeah. Which sucks. I know. It's crazy how much of our like subconscious rules everything that Mm -hmm. we're doing and like if someone doesn't call me out sometimes i don't even notice Mm -hmm. what i'm even doing yeah it happens and i'm like oh 
Yeah. Yeah. And you just have to take a step back. And that was really, me? Yeah. And really evaluate the situation. And so I feel better now. I do feel like I'm kind of like in that state of recovery almost where you're like, okay, I was really, really depressed these past few weeks, but like I'm coming out of it. You can see the light. I can see the light now. Okay. It used to be a little tunnel where I couldn't see the light, but now I can see the light. So, moral of the story is this is your sign that if you have been putting off going to see your therapist or starting therapy or just any type of therapy of any kind, go. This is your sign to go. And that's all I have to say about that. It was heavy. I'm sorry. (laughs) Don't apologize. This is, I mean, I feel like it's so common Mm -hmm. that someone's going to feel this. Yeah. I really, I, I hope they feel it in a good way, though, to where they're like, damn, like, that's me. Like, I can see myself right now. And you know. I need to go get some help. And it, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think September is, like, Suicide Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. I can't well. remember if it was, like, a week or a month. A week, maybe. And maybe it was a week that passed a little bit ago. But Either way, it's still something it's to real. always they call check out. check on people that you think are doing fine and are, you know... <laughs> Holding it together as best they can. The we, strong friend. The strong friend. We always, isn't just like, don't be hard on people, I guess. Yeah. You never know what somebody's going through in the background. You don't. Okay. Well, let's get into the chapter because she was a long one. Yeah. I was like speed reading trying to finish this. I, I know. I felt pretty good about how quickly I could get done, but it still... Wasn't long, wasn't short enough. It was not short at all. Um, so the title of this chapter was Guide to Being a Boss from Someone Who Has Been Building a Mini Empire for the Past Two Years and Counting. Which she said, past two years. Well, I guess it's been, but yeah, but overall, like over through her career, it hasn't been just two years, guys. It hasn't. She's downplaying it. She's down. That's what I thought too when I first read this. So I'm glad you thought it too. She's been grinding. She has. And I feel like, honestly, it's really interesting because I'm starting to kind of feel Phoebe a little bit. I've always wanted to be a mom. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm oh. kind of like in the middle now. Okay. I um, think I still want to be a mom. But like I can also. I don't know. I just don't know. I feel like it's. I don't know, guys. It's a little bit here, but it's just something I've been thinking about. Okay. Well, keep us posted. I will. Um, so we get into this chapter, and she starts it off with this story that I was like. <laughs> I feel like I'm reading about this. So there is this 19-year-old. So here's the article title. Arizona man is accused of faking own kidnapping to evade work. <laughs> which i feel all of us have had those times where we was like we were like what can we make up right like what can i use to not have to go to work today <laughs> i've never gone this far never this far and i love how she comments she's like white people white people like using their privilege because like there's no, like i'm thinking like jesse smollett situation where he, still to this day he says he didn't do it and it was real but like Still. Um, so, yeah, but she's like, I am you, Brandon, and you are me. Uh, you know, she talks about <laughs> all that comes with being a boss and just all of the pressure. Yeah. And yeah. all of the things you don't think about before you become a boss. I've never been a boss. Me either. But I hope to be as, like, thoughtful and ethical about it as mm-hmm. Phoebe is because she's, like, Really trying to be different. Yeah. And trying to be something she doesn't see that often. Mm-hmm. Being, like, true to herself as a black woman. Mm-hmm. But also still trying to get the job done correctly and how she wants to get it done when people underestimate her. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And that balance. I was like, wow, this is very complicated it is com- more complicated than i even thought about it until i read this chapter i was like damn like i, like, I didn't think that happened all of it all of it yeah there's <laughs> a lot of good info in this chapter honestly yeah like if you're someone who runs your own company or thinking of running your own company one day like this but like this chapter alone should make you want to buy the book because yeah she lays it out like it's step by good. step i wouldn't have thought that was even in here because it's just a collection of essays. So I wasn't expecting, but I do feel like 
she's covering a lot of different topics. Mm-hmm. So it feels very, very well-rounded. Yeah, yeah, as we're going through. Um, but basically, she's just talking about, you know, all the pressures that comes with being a boss and just, the I mean, the pressure of just work in general. She talked about even so far as celebrities who have almost ruined their own career, like self-sabotaged their own career. That and was, it's that thing. Yeah. I've thought about this before when I see like, you know, people who like steal money from their companies or like do like stupid shit. Mm. But I'm like, how did you not think you were going to get caught? I yeah, exactly. I've always thought that too. And I'm like, how? But she's saying like this is why. Like you get to that point where you're just so desperate mm-hmm. that you're willing to do anything. Yeah, I had never thought about it from that perspective of like, wow, I'm really trapped in this like highly successful area mm-hmm. and I don't like relate to this at all. And I wanna get out, but I'm like locked into a contract or okay. whatever it is that's keeping you there. Like all these people under me are depending on me for their jobs. And yeah, it just gets more and more stressful. Mm-hmm. So I can see it honestly made me feel seen a little bit because I yeah. was like, so everybody feels this way. Even yep. the people at the top, even the people at the top, which I feel like it's so I've said this before. It's so easy to judge these celebrities mm-hmm. when they do dumb shit or like do something like, Okay, she talks about Charlie Sheen. Mm-hmm. And when he asked the network, he was like, I want a 50% raise. It's like, bro, what? <laughs> like, at what planet did you think that was going to happen? It's just one of those, again, those wild things where you're like, what were you thinking? And it was really almost a cry for help. Like, yeah, he just wasn't in it anymore and he just needed a scapegoat and that was it. Like, who knows if that's a true story, but it could be. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I really like the quote on page 63 at the top. It says, now I could keep going with examples of people control alt deleting their lives, but you get the point. It's not all that uncommon that when one is burdened with burden with too much responsibility, whether real or imagined, they might feel trapped and seek ways to free themselves. And often those ways are categorically destructive. Yeah. It's like you self implode on yourself. Yeah. That's, I think of, like, so many, I don't know, child stars that mm-hmm. had all this pressure on them. And as a young person, as a I young person. cannot <clears throat> even imagine. You don't even understand, like, the gravity of everything that is underneath you, mm-hmm. powering you. Which you're, like, basically this machine for other people to make money. And it's, like, all, yeah, all the dots. connected. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that thing, uh, I think Sydney Sweeney did that interview where she was like yeah. I can't take off for six months because oh, I have, have to pay this I have person. to pay this person I have to pay this person. which like in hindsight no one's out here taking off six months of work but I get what she meant like when you see those people mm-hmm. at the top you're like oh you don't even have to work if you don't want to you could take off for six months and be fine but she's like no <laughs> like yes. I have to keep grinding I have to keep working and I re- there's this Taraji P. Henson clip that I'll try to find and link where she's talking about you know I make this much for this role mm-hmm. meaning I'm out of commission for this many months like I can't take on any new projects yeah. and I still have to pay this percentage to this person this percentage to this person this percentage to this person and then when I'm done with that project it's not like I can take a break because I just have that money from that one project. So I have to go to the next one. It's just like a constant. Yeah. And they have to like continuously find work. Like I do think being an actor, an actress and in that profession of Hollywood in general is difficult because it's inconsistent work. I feel like that's all freelancing though. Freelancing. It's not like like they're the only ones dealing with that. That's true. And they're like in an industry where I guess salaries are just not, what they used to be, but I feel like that's across the board. Mm-hmm. So when I hear Sydney Sweeney and like all the Sydney Sweeney's of the world talking about like, oh my God, y'all just don't know how much money like a lawyer costs and all this stuff. And I'm like, champagne problem. <laughs> yeah. Which is exactly what Phoebe talks about in this, um, in this chapter. Yeah, she be- does. Because she's like trying to start an, an HBO special, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on. In yeah, this there's chapter, a lot y'all. going on in this so, chapter. But I know what you're talking if about. I get it all confused. Yes, the champagne problems. I know what you're talking about. I don't remember what page it was, but I think it's like 67. But I'm not. Oh, sis, I just passed 67 and it ain't on there. Oh, okay. It was the fact that they 
she was producing a show mm-hmm. that she wanted to get picked up. Yes. Oh, I think it was Two Dope Queens. Yeah, Two potentially. Dope Queens, the HBO special. Okay, so it was an HBO special. And then I think someone else reached out to her about... Because she's always creating more content. So she was, like, trying to get this other show produced in ABC Family or Freeform. But, <laughs> like... We want you to produce the show, but also act in it. And she's like, oh, I don't want to do that. Yeah. She's like, I realize that this is like really, it's like something that in this industry, if you're outside of it, you might be like, oh, boohoo, like you got a job. Mm-hmm. But she was like, I know exactly what this entails. And if I am in, oh, I think it was that. They were they created the show and they wanted her to be an actor in their show. Yeah, but it wasn't hers. And it wasn't hers, right? And she wanted to have that creative control, so she mm-hmm. like held out. Yeah, and ended up getting an even better offer mm-hmm. during the pandemic. But in the meantime, she was like, "I have to say no." Mm-hmm. And she realized like the fact that she said no to something she, in her spirit, felt wasn't right for her. Mm-hmm. Made it seem like she was playing this hard to get game. Yeah, that yeah. ultimately worked in her favor. Yeah, and it's really scary to do. Like, That's yeah, saying no to like such a great opportunity like that. Like I can't imagine. Like I'd probably jump on that. But I, it's good that she did stick to her guns because, like you said, it's like one door closed and another one open. Mm-hmm. And I really also liked how she talked. I'm we're kind of this is like all in the same section. It's kind of we're going back and forth, but. On 65, she talks about kind of that sense of it's like, oh, I'm late. Like, I want to be lazy. Like, I just want to be on my couch. Mm-hmm. I just want to be relaxing. Like, I don't want to be doing any of this. But then there's that creativeness that kind of takes over that feeling where it's like, well, what if? And then you start saying, like, I mean, yeah, maybe this seems outrageous at first glance. But is it really? And what if this is actually pretty reasonable? And the only outrageous thing is that it hasn't happened yet. So that kind of creative brain starts spinning and you get all these ideas and then you're like, ah, fuck. But that requires work. (laughs) That's it, though. I feel like any creative understands that. Mm -hmm. Like when I was reading this, I was like, yep, yep. That's pretty much she well read. Yeah, that is literally she well read. It's like, it's not crazy. <laughs> if it worked. Right. Not funny, haha. <laughs> funny, smart. Right. But for it to work, it's we have to work. work. Yeah. Damn. Damn. <laughs> you got to work to work. No. And like, I just feel like it's this is just so common in adulthood. Because, mm-hmm. like, I was just saying about the whole do I want a family? Yeah. Guys, I'm just trying to... I have two paths right now. Yeah. I feel like I have two paths that I can walk down. And I've been telling Lana, like, I feel like 25 is a new era, a new chapter. Mm-hmm. But which... Which, which one? road am I going to take? You know yeah. what I mean? Does anyone else feel this? Yeah. Do you feel like this? Because it's hard out here. It's like, which... Which, Which way do I go? Am I going to take? Because they both are valid. Mm-hmm. And they both lead to, like... What you would want. What I would want. But yeah. it's like, I don't know what lays. One's more risky. Mm-hmm. And one's more safe. It's but just your, it's your risk safety? assessment. That's tea. I don't know. It's just a lot to think about. It is a lot to think it is a lot to think about. So Too bad. I'm I'm in that same same wave, so I totally understand what you're going through. Um and kind of going back to your point of her, you know, when she was like I wasn't trying to play hard to get. It just ended up me being too hard to get. And she says <laughs> playing it cool sometimes just feels more badass than being an emotionally exposed Ernest Ernstein. <laughs> I like that. I did too. I relate to being an Ernstine. Literally. Okay. And so she's just talking about how she started Tiny Reparations, a publication that she owns, and reading and writing and looking at manuscripts and being a boss and having employees and all of that just comes with that. I would like to be an intern. I, too, would like to (laughs) be an intern. intern that doesn't actually have to do any work but can just, like, vibe at the office. Per. Are you hiring? (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, this is not real. No. <laughs> said, you are the opposite of what I want. She literally talks about. I was about to say, we're going to get into a situation if you had somebody like that. That's okay. Me. But I did want to make a point that is on 73. Just like this whole page made me think about this whole thing of. I put it in the notes. Companies don't know what the fuck they're talking about when it comes to black audiences. Because she's talking about speak. She's talking about the story of when she's literally pitching this book to different publications and different publishing houses and how they're basically saying that okay, let me find it. I know, right? Uh but basically the moral of the oh, oh, oh. It says Pew Research revealed that the person most likely to read a book is a college-educated black woman. So what are these publishing execs talking about? Because the publishing publishing exec, sorry, I'm like hyped up about this. Um, She says, when I was shopping around my first book in 2015, every single imprint except for Bloom, the one that she went with, flat out rejected it for the following reasons. Black female authors don't sell, are not relatable, and readers aren't interested in funny stories from black women. What a load of BS. A load of BS. And it just made me think of What's this whole notion. Authors? Like, if you don't have black authors to sell, how would you know? Black authors are not going to sell. Because there are so many amazing black authors throughout history that are still selling books. Right. Right. And it just made me think of this thing that a lot of companies have been doing. And we've see- been seeing it a lot post-pandemic uh, with the rise of Black Lives Matter. They're hiring, They're trying to do more diversity hires and hiring more Black people in these different positions that weren't getting hired in them before, which is like, yay. Yeah. But then they're not letting them succeed Ooh. in our space. Well, is it our is it our space or is it their space that we're existing in? You, (laughs) I don't know. I feel like tiny reparations is our space, and like, come on now, situations where there's a black person who is, um, creating more opportunities for people that look like them, and it's coming from the top and trickling down. Like, then it's our space. Eh. But until we have black execs that are are allowed to make changes and aren't like stuck in a box because i feel like i've been in situations where i'm like okay you're the diversity girl go divert and it's like i have no tools to diverse right now right and now i've done a bad job because i didn't have resources mm-hmm. but the resources were never there to begin with because there was no one overseeing the position from come on that come had on knowledge to adequately like create the position you know what i mean it's just yes it's just like a here you go Mm -hmm. but it's not like a i don't know actually putting in the work yeah because it's like i've i've heard from people who work for these companies being like yes like i'm black and i'm like Issa ray rooting for everybody black but when i present them to these ideas that us as Mm. black individuals will be like oh yeah that is a terrific idea and will capture our audience Mm -hmm. they don't understand Right, it's not a good idea. But it's not for them to understand. That's the whole point that I think they're Mm -hmm. all overlooking. Yeah, and it's like, it doesn't, it's like having to explain the joke. And it's like, you missed the joke, though. Mm -hmm. So it's not even funny anymore. Right. So. Oh, sorry. I just gotta, what is it? I gotta cool it down. (laughs) Heated. Speaking of Drake. That was not Drake. That was Beyonce. (laughs) about to get on Beyonce's internet and do her I like that. Like can y'all just tell I want to say something about Drake? Because speaking of Drake. Okay. <laughs> I don't even want to go into it. We're going to stop. We're going we're gonna to stop. We're going to stop. We're going to move on. We're going to keep going because like we said, this is a really long chapter and we got to get through it. Okay. Oh my God. All right. Well, Red Baddies, listen up. We just discovered the cutest stationery and gifting brand that reflects a culture called Be Rooted. They have planners, journals, and affirmation pens to help you stay organized, and the artwork is just beautiful. We love that there are so many options to choose from, and you can choose whatever fits your vibe. 
exclusively for our listeners. You can get 15% off your first order using code SHEWELLRED on BeRootedCo.com. That's SHEWELLRED on BeRootedCo.com for 15% off your first order. The link is in our show notes, and we'd love to see what y'all get. But that leads us into the whole conversation of the bl- the lack of Black leadership mm-hmm. in general in oh. like, business spaces right. where there's not like, a, there, there are books where you can pick up that are about business and leadership that are written by Black people. But the most common ones you hear are like the Dave Ramseys of the world, you know what I mean, or the Warren Buffetts. And mm-hmm. I really like this quote that she says on 79. And she says, anyway, what I'm getting at is black women have so much to offer as bosses, but because of the constant negative media depiction of us, we are underpaid, disrespected and discriminated against when we're clearly qualified. And as a result, we are not considered for leadership positions. And outside of Shonda Rhimes, there weren't a whole lot of examples to call on that I could guide that I could use as a guide in building the kind of career I imagined for myself, which not only saddened me, but fueled me to be the black lady boss I didn't have in my life. Which this reminds me of Elaine. I feel like Elaine talked about this in her book, too, more than enough, where she's like, there's no one that I could look up to that laid this path out for me. Like, I am the path. Oh, yeah, that's a tough one. First, only different. FODs. We're going back to FODs, baby. Go back to last season if you don't know what we talk about. Do your research. Do your research. <laughs> um, but I was like, yes. Like, when you like you think of these powerhouse black, like, and it's not to shit on them at all. We love to see it, but we want more. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I love that Phoebe built the company that she's building right now because it's so needed. Yeah. And it's called Tiny Reparations. Which I, I was like, that. genius. Fucking genius, bro. From it's what like, I can tell, it gives very similar to Reese Witherspoon's situation that she's got going on. Like her production books, company. Produce, like books. Yeah, yeah, but like Mm -hmm. you know, women like from a women female director, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Phoebe's got like her own version of that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and and you just love to see women being amazing. Okay, true. And so now we get to the like the meat of this chapter, which is Phoebe breaking down Mm -hmm. all of the business and building. She says. Running a business and building a mini empire for two plus years. This is all that she's learned from doing that. Things that she wished she would have known before. <laughs> Which some of it I'm like, oh yeah, already knew working in corporate America. But we're gonna break we're gonna go through them yeah. really quick because there's eleven of them. So the first one is for some of your employees, this is just a job. I was like, period. A period. <laughs> I'm glad you're saying this because yeah, everyone views a job differently. Some they do. Want to like clock in, clock out, just check out. Yeah, and others are more involved. Mm-hmm. And and I do think it was very, very like I don't know if many bosses realize this, but it's like the fact that she said you have to remember that your company is not your employees' dreams. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm helping you build your dream, but that's not as fulfilling as like you building your own dream right if that made any sense no it does because it's that thing of i feel like when you're hiring our like when we get to the point where we can hire employees oh lord it'll be a day but i would i would go into it knowing this is just a job to them but Mm -hmm. i want them to at least care about what we're doing well have some type of energy towards the end goal or our mission and vision like you don't have to be like, oh, my God, I'm so excited to come to work today. <laughs> it would be nice for probably for you and for us because we could get so much more done with a positive attitude. But I also understand this is a check. Yeah, it's a check. And, like, some days it's just not the vibe. It's just not the vibe. <laughs> but <laughs> you still got to show up. But you still got to show up. So that was rule number one. Rule number two is every single person lies during a job interview. So don't believe everything they say. Instead, listen to your gut. Which this is the story we were like, we're going to circle back to this later of the girl. She was like, oh my gosh, like, I this is my plan. This is the path I want to go down. And Phoebe's uh, like, oh my gosh, like, she's actually wanting to, like, stay long term and do the job ooh. with really... It was another one of those things where social media making... It seemed like when you work for a celebrity or somebody you, you think is, like, higher up, that it's just going to be, like, vacations and flights and yeah. brunch and lunch and da 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 
when it's actual work still. Yeah, I think that that gets twisted a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's social media. And spot. sometimes, though, I feel like companies don't do an accurate job depicting the energy that they're creating because they'll say, oh, well, we have this in place for diversity and we're doing this to create stronger team bonds. And like, they're lying too. <laughs> No, that's D. Let's talk about it. Everybody's putting up a front. Mm -hmm. It's like a first date. Yeah, or like when you're, my dad gets to use to work in HR. He told me these are things that you're supposed to look in the job description if you see it run. Oh. Or like if you see it, this is what they actually mean. It's like something, it's not this, but it's something along the lines of able to work in fast-paced environments. Uh, Meaning you're going to have unrealistic deadlines and they're going to beat you (laughs) like a dead horse to get the stuff done. And like, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. It's two-sided for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, the next rule, rule number three, have some damn fun, which is something I know we've talked about before, like when we go on break and we're like, oh my gosh, we've got to start the next season. We got to start working out. And I'm just like, no, we're on break. We're not doing anything. Let's take an actual real break. Let's take an actual real break because if we're still working during the break, it's not a break. Maybe a little work. Like a little work. Just so you don't forget how. Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, I'll check my email. Right. You know, see if anything important can I'll happen. flag something. I'll star it. Yeah. <laughs> Come back to it later. <laughs> it's just about balance. Balance. But balance. Okay. Rule number Next rule. four. Go for it, sis. Get yourself a motherfucking lawyer. Except you can I added the motherfucking but. <laughs> She seems very passionate about that. I've heard a lot of people with business people get a freaking lawyer if you I can. I can't wait till I'm at the point where I have a like lawyer in my pocket. Right? That's a flex. That's a flex. But right now we got legal zoom. <laughs> <laughs> my uncle's a lawyer. Is he really? Yeah. I'll give it. <laughs> we got the fam. We got the fam. You stop. <laughs> <laughs> But get a lawyer because I feel we've started to get some contracts from partnerships, which we're so excited. Next episode, we're going to we're going to finally start introducing our partners for the season. (laughs) But we started getting like real contracts and I'm looking I'm sending it to Bryce, my dad. And I'm like, can you please? I need another. We need another set of eyes on this because it like it looks it looks pretty standard. But I'm always like I'm always afraid of the loophole. (laughs) The loop. I'm like, I just don't want us to get in some shit. <laughs> Which I can see your point of like having a lawyer in your back pocket can be really handy. So yeah, get a lawyer if you can. You want to do the next one? Do it. Um, yeah. Okay. I already turned to it. Bert. You didn't get into this to Dracaris a bitch. Which I've been going back and forth with people because, but this is a Game of Thrones reference. Yeah. Because I thought it was Dracaris. No, I think it is Dracarys. I think I said it. But I've heard people on the House of the Dragon, which if you haven't started it, it's so good. It's worth it? It's worth it. After they did that shit at the end, I don't fuck with them. It's still worth it because it's a whole new story, a whole new everything. But okay, I'm not going to get into that because it's going to take too much time. But I've heard people on House of the Dragon say Dracarys. I was like, what the fuck? I thought it was Dracarys. Hmm. Anywho. But basically, it's just saying don't be an evil dragon lady. <laughs> like, yeah. don't be an asshole. Yeah. It took me a minute because I was like, is that even how, how? I was just like, it's been a while. I have to refresh my Game of Thrones knowledge because I was like, who's Dracarys? <laughs> She's like, who is it? And more of it's what is it? <laughs> what is it? Yeah. Wait, are you still asking? Yeah. Oh, it's, mm-hmm. it's, how, it's Targaryen for like, to tell the dragons to shoot fire. Oh. They're like Dracarys. Uh, or like, you know, when Danny went nuts in the last few episodes, she Dracarys the whole, like the whole King's Landing. Oh. Yeah. I'm here with you. You're here now. Okay. Okay. But yeah, it's basically I just like. It, but again, I was speed reading. <laughs> I'm weak. Okay. Next rule. Rule number six. Who shall surround yourself with people who will keep it real? Yeah. No, yes, men. Not me wanting to speak about Drake again. 
We're not <laughs> talking about Drake today. He pissed <laughs> off God. And he should have had somebody in his little group. That was not a yes, ma'am, because they probably were all like, he, 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 Drake, that's so funny. It wasn't funny. <laughs> and okay. if you know, you know. Okay. It was relevant. It was relevant for this one. So we'll let it, we'll let it fly. We'll let it fly. There you go. Okay. Next rule. Ask for feedback. Oh, I liked that one. Because I, you know, I don't think that's common. I don't think it is either. But you know what is common? The amount of times that I have asked y'all to email us at shewellread at gmail.com for feedback. Oh. And We comments. do ask for feedback. And suggestions. Yeah, tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us. Tell us all of it. Please. Um, and there's a quote on 95. We need a or something. I feel like, you know. <laughs> DM us DM on Instagram, on... on Twitter, on TikTok. Yeah. Like, get in our comments. We'll respond, we'll respond to I, all I of it. I look at everything. Right. Um, this quote on 95, it says, not all feedback is negative or ill-intentioned, which she talks about this situation where her employees are giving her feedback and she's, like, taking it too much to heart and mm. she knows she's taking it too much to heart. Aww. And it's kind of that, I feel that, too. Like, sometimes when pe- people I know are giving me constructive criticism and, like, it's coming from a place of love, mm-hmm. I, like, have to keep telling myself that, but it still feels like an attack, but it's not an attack. I know it's not an attack. Yeah. But I have to fix my face and my attitude. <laughs> Sometimes it's too late for me because I'm like, you're attacking me. <laughs> right. You want to play victim. Yeah. But I'll usually come back. Not you'll, usually. I'll you'll circle I'll back. I'll come back and be like, you were right. <laughs> you had a point. <laughs> but yes, do that in business. Um, you want to do the next one? Yes. Okay. Um, Stay on or under budget. It's you funny. know why? I did? Yeah. I was about to say. What? <laughs> funny I'm reading that because... <laughs> I can't seem to do that these days. Um, But she talks about she's a Libra, which I am a Libra rising, so I totally understand you, Phoebe. (laughs) Um, I love nice things, too. And I would like to order everything off CB2. I'm actually furnishing my apartment right now. And I want everything off the website, but it's $2,000 minimum for a couch. Ooh. And I guess that's really not that bad, but it's not it's not for me right now. Yeah. We're take we're trying to stay on budget. We love a budget. We do love a budget and sometimes you have to like bring yourself back. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where she's at. She's like, I want everything in my office to be like a Pinterest board and I want the most fantastic snacks organic juice in the office <laughs> every the day and she's just like oh she's like i have a partner thank god that you know looks at me and is like hmm, maybe we could go to target instead of restoration hardware mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's me i'm the partner yeah a lot of kids being grounded <laughs> i'm like let's Make an Excel spreadsheet of this budget here. <laughs> yeah. What do we need? We have to do that, especially in business. Mm-hmm. And I like that she mentioned not just your, like, business needs to be under budget, but, like, or on or under budget, but, like, your personal life, too. Mm-hmm. You can't be fucking up your personal life and going crazy. And, you know, it's just, it's going to translate. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty good. Me too. And, and I have been on Wayfair too, Phoebe. <laughs> I, t- I too have been on Wayfair. I forget one of my house comes from, something in my house comes from Wayfair. I can't remember what it is, though. So. Uh, rule number nine. Understand what you're not good at, what you don't, slash what you don't like doing, and have other people do that shit. Basically outsourcing. Yeah, I'm taking this chapter to heart. I'm like, <laughs> what can I outsource? Yeah, no, really, because it'll make your life easier at the end of the day. So outsourcing, do that. Number 10, your employees don't have to like all your decisions, but they got to respect them. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's like you might not see the vision or what I'm trying to do, Mm -hmm. but I'm asking you to do this for a reason. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard, especially when you're like, but I think this. Well, it's like, well, your opinion kind of doesn't matter at the end of the day because it's not your shit. Damn. And that's hard to swallow, but I mean, it's the truth. It's the truth. You don't really have as much stake in it as the person that built it from the ground up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's a hard pill to swallow, like you said. So, And I'm going to let you do the last one. Okay. It's the funniest one to me because I feel like we all know this. 
Rule number 11, this could have been an email. I would love this one. She said, I do not need to see your face, and you do not need to see mine. You don't. That's me every time I'm in a Zoom or a Teams <laughs> meeting, and I'm like, nope, no camera. No. You can't make me. Our My team calls no one asks their camera. It's like very few people have their camera on. No one asks us to put our camera on. But when we do outside like vendor meetings, oh, we'll uh, have their camera uh, on. But it's kind of funny because like our whole team will be like, not like we're not doing like, like we're all staring at them type thing yeah but my face is crazy i can't keep it together if somebody says something silly i'm yeah. like die, dying i just don't think i could do it or i'm making the one time we did do like face on teams meeting like mm -hmm. i had to keep canceling it and turning it off pausing the camera because i couldn't keep a straight face <laughs> like because i'm no like poker DMing my friends in like work, like my mm -hmm. little coworkers mm -hmm. about something silly somebody said, and we're cracking up. Yeah, like the side conversations that are going on. Yes, I can't yeah. keep up, so I just don't throw that shit on. Yeah, I. There's been so many times where I'm like, Are you serious? Are you fucking kidding me right now? Like there's three bullet points. This hour meeting you set up only lasted ten minutes. Oh my god! I'll give you fifty minutes of your time back. <laughs> triggered <laughs> stop giving it back don't take it from the first place literally okay but those were her 11 rules and I don't think we ever said the title of the rules but it's like what Warren Buffett should have told you and then the number of the rule yeah, but basically to sum it up on page one, 104 she says the magic is not in doing it how Warren Buffett or Shonda Rhimes or even I have done but in customizing the rules to fit your wants and needs. I mean, she really, she made it quick. She made it funny. Mm -hmm. She made it Relatable. digestible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I really, I really oh like God. at the end where she says, um, okay, let me see where to start. She says, whatever the case may be, just do your work and create a legacy you'll be proud of. And if grit, determination, creativity, and the occasional fantasy about destroying your life in a spectacular fashion are what's needed to get the are, are what's needed to get the job done, you're my kind of CEO. Let's chat. But not on Zoom, please. If I get a Zoom invite from you, I will definitely fake my own kidnapping. <laughs> and it was just a, like a fun, funny way to like She's wrap so it, the cute. essay up. Silly. I know. I which BB. You just told me to hit you up, so don't be surprised if you see an email or a DM from me or Sam or, you know. We try to get on tiny reparations. Yeah. I would love work. We're stuff. there. We're I'm there. I'm working from your office, remember? <laughs> you hired me. I'll see you on Monday. <laughs> like, who? I don't know. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I know it's not in the budget yet. Oh, <laughs> She's too busy, her Libra ass. She's like, <laughs> I'm gonna just get a new couch. Oh, that's so. Should have spent it on security. And you. <laughs> you cut me off. <laughs> I'm just cutting at this point. You're going a little wild there. Hi, baby. But this next essay is hashtag Quarren Bay, which I am sure this is where we're gonna hear all about British Bake Off and how oh. they met and their love story. You know, we love a love story. You know, Elaine took us through it with them. Uh, <laughs> I was like, baby, don't try me like Elaine did because, baby. It was like four chapters of straight, bitch, what? <laughs> you did what? And then you did what? And then you did it again. <laughs> anyway, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. But yeah. this has been another episode of She Will Red. I'm Alana. I'm Sam Rose. Bye. Bye.